TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. And it is Two Guys and a Mic here on the TalkZone.com. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Beautiful, beautiful Wednesday here in the fine city of Chicago, the holiday season in full gear. And, of course, Mark Carmen, we should always uh, throw on a special shout to our Jewish brethren out there who are at the tail end of what I'm sure has been a joyous Hanukkah celebration. A happy Hanukkah to you and yours, and please keep your hands off mine. Thank you, Coach, for Jews everywhere. I appreciate you <laughs> representing us on this sixth day of Hanukkah. Six. Yeah. On their way to eight, Coach. Wow. Two-thirds of the way through. Hanukkah, oh Hanukkah, come light the menorah. Let's have a party. We'll all dance the horror. It's one of the, uh, you know, I love the Jews. I happen to be one of them, but... Uh, we just can't compete with Christmas. Hanukkah just has yeah. no candle to Christmas, yeah, if you no will. No question about it. By the way, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you're more into the industry. I just do this for one hour a day. And then pretty much I go on my happy way. You are a uh, industry insider. In fact, well, I'll get to that in a second. We which spent industry a, are you referring to? Uh, which uh, The media, the oh. radio and television. I'm still trying to find an industry that will accept me. But I do this one hour a day and happen to enjoy doing it. But um, You are your own industry, Coach. Thank you very much. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Jewish brethren uh extremely well represented, for the most part, in the media, radio, television industry. Absolutely, Coach. But Jews are represented everywhere. We're construction workers. We're radio people. We're TV people. We're lawyers. We're accountants. <laughs> we're... You know, the athletes would come up a little bit short, but there are, you know, it's building. You've got, uh, a lot quite of Goldbergs a few. and, yes, Goldsteins and, uh, Cohen's, well, if you will, that, uh, maybe not able to pursue their careers at the know. collegiate level in a basketball, football, baseball sport of their choice. Well, coach, getting behind the microphone, not a bad second alternative. Right. Uh, if you can't, what is it that if you can't, uh, play, teach, coach, teach, what's that whole saying? Oh, if you can't, those who can do, those who can't teach. Right. Well, those who can't play, try to do radio. Yes. And that's uh, where we're at here, Coach. And, you know, we're great athletes, uh, us Jewish people, but a lot of us don't grow to be the <laughs> six-foot-six-incher, the 300-pounder, and we're forced to uh, sit there and analyze the ones that yeah. do have the incredible talent to get out there. What is the famous line from uh, the movie Airplane, I believe, where the, wait, the uh, flight attendant asked the guy in the seat would you like something to read or i think it was actually right. older lady would you like some he said uh yeah i'd like something light to read and she gives him the manual of famous jewish sports athletes perhaps some light reading yes great jewish sports stars yeah. sandy koufax steve stone come to mind there's a bunch of them in the uh, majors right now mm-hmm. in fact if you use that computer there coach in fact in the future when we're doing the show i think we should switch seats because if i was there we could have all sorts of information if you googled up jewish mm-hmm. uh, stars right now you get a bunch of people we could just rip through the list and we'd probably make it all the way to 11 that could be the topic for today the problem with that though is with my technological skills getting back to our original board and answering the fine emails from our listeners at mike2guys at aol.com. 
It might take me all 56 minutes of the show to get that done. You are one of the least technologically inclined people um, I've ever met. Uh, you know, once I get to a website, I'm very afraid to leave it because I, I just fear that I can never get back. It is amazing that you can unzip <laughs> your pants and go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, goodness. I wouldn't give you the phone number here, but our phone number thing will disappear. What is it? 888-GO-FOR-IT, it, which also is 888. Thank you very much, Mark Harmon. 463-6748. Dial it up. Jewish sports athletes not on the docket for today. I do have two topics up. What? Who's your favorite Jewish sports star? 888, uh, go could, for it. We could throw that out as a third a third topic, celebrating the end of Hanukkah. Absolutely right there for you. Favorite Jewish sports athlete, current, past, present, living, and or dead. There's not that many to choose from, folks, so dial it up. 888-463-6748. Two other topics on the docket for today, Mark Carmen. I will mm. suggest to you apparently the baseball gurus are meeting with some rule changes and deciding on not the future of baseball, but maybe tweaking it a little bit. Uh, and I know the designated hitter has come up for discussion, possibly eliminating that. I'm going to make a, a suggestion. Associ- yes. It's fairly drastic. It's been mentioned before, not of late. It's a drastic change, but I think similar to my technology and the computer, the time has come to move to a bigger and better thing. So I'm going to make a tremendous suggestion. In the world of baseball, and, and, oh, we have the list of the Time magazine. They don't have out yet their person of the year. But now they are actually announcing who the nominees are. Are you in the running? So coming up after the, whoop, we got a hand raised from David Olson. No, they announced it this morning. Oh, they did? They did, yeah. Ah, oh, they didn't give us a chance to run with it. All right, well, don't, don't tell me. <laughs> Don't yeah, tell yeah, me. You, you keep running. We'll catch up. I, have, right. no, I have no idea huh? who they announced, Coach. We're so. going to announce the seven. Maybe some of our listeners haven't heard. We're going to run with it anyways. Don't destroy the program. They announced it this morning. See, Coach, i got to talk to our producer, David Olson, more often. Once again, Coach, there's this a thing. a wealth of knowledge. There's this thing Not Jewish, but he's a wealth of knowledge. Right. There's this thing called the Internet. It provides yes. information, up-to-date, current. I'm on it. Right you're, here. Not, you're, you're sort of on it. You're on a Good Morning Mike Two Guys type of AOL site. That is not the Internet. That is like a, a rogue situation that I you've created. The, I got the two-minute look at Alice in Wonderland. Jenny Sanford, Mark Sanford's wife, announces she wants a divorce. It was more than a miracle on the Hudson with Sully's. Sullenberger, Wait, what go, go back to that other guy. I'm losing my home because I, I'm how do fat. I go, how do I go back? That one right there, right Coach. There? That, that, okay. there you go, buddy. And then over there, click on that. I'm losing my home for being fat. I'm kind of <laughs> curious as to what that story is. If you could please. Uh, we are now on. I'm losing my home for being fat. It's called My Big Fat Foreclosure. That is unfortunate. He's a man who clearly has eaten his way into a situation. Coach, do tell. <laughs> Great radio here. One eight eight eight. Go for it. Have you ever gotten fat and lost your home? Uh, not me. But thank you for asking. Well, just in case. Uh, By the way, Coach, uh, if you want to talk sport, what were you getting? Did you have a topic you were getting to? There? I threw the two out there. I'm going to baseball rules suggestions. Some of our listeners might have some. I'm going to throw out a fairly drastic one. It's been mentioned before, but not. Lately, and I think the time has come. And again, we're going to analyze the potential persons of the year. And maybe our listeners think uh, somebody not amongst those seven should have been nominated. Okay. Persons of the year coming up. Also, Coach, I'd like to mention that I was at the Bulls game last night. Ah, Kobe Bryant. Yes. He swayed me again. 
I was last year at this time. I was arguing for LeBron James, best player in the game. Mm-hmm. I will no longer make that argument. I will stick to my guns. I don't care what the stats are. Kobe Bryant is a killer. He's a dominator. He is unbelievable. Yeah. You got to give it to him, folks. The, uh, the the Lakers beat the Bulls yesterday. If you're not following the story, the big story with Kobe Bryant is he had a broken finger. Yep, a recently broken finger on his index finger, folks, and it just happened to be on a shooting hand. Yep. A broken finger on a shooting hand, so he has to go to shoot around. And Phil Jackson said he kind of tried to had to figure out how to actually shoot the ball, how to make it work. 42 points, 20 in the first quarter. He is one of the best that have ever played. And, yes, Mark Carmen, I think he is right there with Michael Jordan. Yeah, I'm not going that far, Coach. I could point out the differences uh, if you give me the rest of the show to do it. But briefly, I thought Michael finished around the basket better. I thought Michael was quicker than Kobe. I thought Michael was more explosive. Kobe has better range and is a little bigger. But and you know, Kobe's playing with with a great ball club right Kobe's now. Kobe's bigger than Jordan. He always a little. He's got a little size on him. Really? A little, maybe an inch or two. Okay. At least an inch. I thought Jordan was like six six. Listed. I think Mike really came in more like a six four type okay. of a positional. Uh, Kobe, I think, is listed at six seven. He there, is. I think so. We could pull it up here. You could pull that up there on the I'm internet. See, not gonna, once I've got the big fat foreclosure story up on the screen see, here, well, up top, I hate there, to there's lose this thing that you got to click up on. Top, continue with your thoughts. Yes. Stop bothering me. All right, any rate, coach. I, I was at the shoot around yesterday as well, right? <laughs> Co- yes. Kobe and the Lakers out there at noon at the United Center. They're shooting around there. Were you just stalking Kobe, or were you there as an actual professional? I was being a professional coach, working hard okay. in the radio land. And so practice is over, right? And Phil Jackson is sitting on the scorer's table, and he's talking to the media, does it for a good 10 minutes. Kobe, on the other hand, you got to mm-hmm. go up top in the URL, coach, all the way up top. I'm all good. Okay. Uh, Kobe is the only Laker on the court yes. shooting shot after shot after shot after shot after fadeaway after mm-hmm. shot. This is why. they Not only do they have incredible talent, yep. incredible talent, but they also have incredible work ethic. Mm-hmm. It's a combination. you got to have both. Michael had it. LeBron has it. Yep. A million. Uh, Larry, the, Larry Bird was famous. He would get there an hour before uh, the rest of the Celtics. Right. Larry Bird, correct me if I'm wrong, you're a huge Bird fan. He would run the steps at Boston Garden up and down, get his legs in shape, stay fit. Then he'd go out there and bury shot after shot after shot. These guys, mm-hmm. would, they'll shoot 103 pointers and make 95 in mm-hmm. practice. It's unbelievable. As our producer, uh, David Olson, well knows, it's one thing to get to the top. The hardest thing, Mark Carmen is once you're there, is to stay there. You have to work to continue to be a champion, or in the case of great players, you have to work at it. They're very, very rare, but you uh, depict it extremely accurately. Greatness is is not given to you, and once you get there, you have to continue to work to achieve it. Well, Coach, it's something that I've learned in my life. I've risen to the top, and it's been a very a large challenge for me to stay there, and I yeah. strive every day to Your get up. Your ladder was more like a stepladder. Yeah. I get up every day. I try to take that shower, put the deodorant on, and <laughs> walk out that door with a smile yeah. on my face, ready to roll and entertain the masses. Let me ask you, by the way, and I think we've been through this before, but uh, with the bar of the soap in the shower. Oh, we're going soap shower. With the bar of soap in the shower. <laughs> when you get down to the very tail end of the bar of soap, I think there's two kinds of people, and you could make a psychological study. Are you the kind, Mark Carmen, that uh, on a good day? You get down to the little shrivels of the soap. Well, you just toss it towards the drain and let it just naturally soak away. Or, or I think there's the other kind of people that will use the shivers, the slivers, whatever is left to the very bone before opening up the brand new pack of dial soap. Two kinds of people right here on Internet Sports Talk Radio. Are you willing 
to say which one you are. Well, Coach, it's interesting that you bring this up today because I am down to the bare bones on a soap today, and I had to think to myself, do I go bare bones or do I get out of the shower in the cold of the dead of winter and go new bar of soap? And in the dead of winter, I am definitely a bare bones down to the bare minimum soap deal. However, there was some remnants of soap lingering around the tub, and I chose to, once I was already clean, to kick those remnants into the drain and allow them to soak up the water and become a disappearing soap. That. So you actually dalliance with both ends of that spectrum. Right. You're talking about a combination. A, am I organized enough to have more soap in the place? Very questionable. B, am I will? And then there's an effort uh, situation. Do I Will yes. I make the effort to jump out of the shower and get the new soap? <laughs> These are two things that are highly questionable. So at the end of the day, Coach, I think I am a sliver soap guy. Ladies and gentlemen, the hard-hitting sports and more here on the TalkZone.com. I, I'd also like to ask you a question, yes. Coach. Where do you shave? Are you a shave in the shower guy or you shave out of the shower guy? You can probably count the number of times that I've shaved outside the shower on maybe not one hand, but two hands. Okay. Now, I'm a long-time shower shaver. Now, let me ask you this. When you're showering, when you're shaving in the shower, yes, sir. do you go with a soap on the face or you go straight at it with the hot water? You're not, you're moist enough. You can hit it. No, no, no. Uh, no product needed. I thought you were going to ask if I use shaving cream. you got to put something on, right? You I don't think you do. I think I have discovered. Really? Yes. I've never used shaving cream in my life, maybe one or two times as a youngster. Always go soapage, but you can actually shave it without even the soap on there? Spot on, right? Add Ooh. it with a good, nice hot water going on. No problem. Really? I discovered, now maybe I have a great skin that others aren't blessed with, at least a great shaving skin. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm not a very attractive man. That's why I'm in radio. But the point is, Coach, that I have discovered that the <laughs> shaving cream is a hoax. You don't yes, need that. You I'm go shower. You Com- that. Complete hoax. And then you don't even need the soap. You can go straight at it. See, I got a nice shave going really? on today. Yep. That's actually a pretty good shave. I'm right. shocked. And that was a five-second. I'm late for a talk zone uh, uh-huh. dot com, two guys in a mic type of shape. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Your uh, Tremendous healthy news radio. and notes for the day. Mark Carmen sitting in a chair number two today. It's <laughs> awfully weird. and I still love the comment you made at the end of the last show we did. When you wrapped up the show, I think you said something like, uh, Coach, I'm not sure what we did today. I'm not sure what we uh, tried to accomplish but we'll do it again tomorrow. Yes, uh, we have no idea what we model. did. We hope you enjoyed it, and there is a questionable future of this show. But we're going to do the best we can to uh, yeah. do what we do, mm-hmm. and that's what we do. Yeah. It's a 10-14. We've got uh, a good, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Coach, we've got 46 minutes left to do this. Times, People of the Year nominations, who you think should win. Apparently there is a winner already. Very few people know it. We're not going to announce it. <laughs> Do we get to talk about Juan Pierre? Here are two guys that are Mike, and we're going to go over uh, baseball rules as to some of the biggity wigs, if you will, are getting together, maybe making a few tweaks on the rules. I've got a major rule change. We'll get to that. Mark Carmen sitting in. We'll talk a little uh, baseball for sure, some trades out there. Not only Juan Pierre, but uh, Roy Happy Holidays. Possibly yeah. switching, and Cliff Lee, two of the best pitchers in baseball, Mark Carmen, which might have different locations next year. Three years, $20 million a a season for Roy Halladay to go to the Philadelphia Phillies. Yep. Pretty good. That's, Cliff Lee uh, going to Seattle, I believe. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't keep him and go with the triumvirate. I, Lee was on his final year of the deal. Why not just be – I understand yeah. you can't pay him all, but you could pay him all for one season, and you're ridiculously over-talented, and you could mm-hmm. maybe win 120 games. But the Phillies yeah. know what they're doing. They won the right. World Series two years ago. Fifteen minutes into the show, folks. We're going to take our first break. Fifteen minutes, Mark Carmen. We've already gone over great Jewish athletes and – thrown kudos to our Jewish brethren. 
We have already talked uh, health tips, showering and shaving and soap in the shower. We've talked Kobe Bryant and what it takes to be true greatness. And we've touched on a bunch of other, all in 15 minutes. That's unbelievable. I'm going to give you a lot of credit. That's tremendous internet radio. I hope we can continue on the next 38 minutes. Anything can happen. We'll take... (laughs) Quick break. TalkZone.com. Stop messing with my computer. Get your hands off my computer. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone welcome back to two guys and a mic on the talkzone.com coach right now is incapacitated that as i have taken the control of the computer for a moment taking coach away from his website so we could get the jewish athletes up there Mark Carmen here with the coach, John Cohn, who, by the way, looks outstanding today. He's wearing his Road Warriors coaching staff shirt. He's got a nice undershirt of a nice pink. He's completely ruined the computer right now, and there is no chance <laughs> that we're ever going to get back there. we got to take five Wait more breaks. I've completely ruined the computer. I had it all set. I brought up a very interesting site there, You went coach. to Jewish sports athletes, and all of a sudden, I think the thing was programmed to dissimulate and break down once we hit Jewish sports. I think there's some kind of... Maybe uh, anti-Jewish thing mixed into our, our Google and our yeah, AOL. Wouldn't be the first time. It is, <laughs> it is a significant conspiracy. Oh, Coach, goodness. what do you think about uh, Kenny Williams and the White Sox real fast? Were you, do you, does Juan yeah. Pierre excite you? He's such a cutie. Very quickly, not particularly concerned, but the Juan Pierre <laughs> doesn't, <laughs> doesn't thoroughly excite me. But, you know, if it's a choice between Juan Pierre yeah. or the extremely white Scott Podsednik, tough call. But Juan Pierre does give you some defense. He does give you a little spark as far as uh, personality and leadership, a little base running ability. So I'll go Juan Pierre. Thank you very much. I hear Scott Pitsednik might be going to the Cubbies. Rumored option for the Cubbies. Center field, Scott Mm -hmm. Pitsednik can't play it at all and uh, certainly can't run the bases, and he's bad Mm -hmm. uh, in other ways as well. But I like him at the top of the order. Guy gets Mm -hmm. on base. Of course, he gets picked off. the White Sox, right? Batted about 300 once he came aboard as a as an afterthought to begin the season. Well, in 2005, when they won the World Series, he was basically the catalyst of that whole team. He was indeed. By the way, Coach, huge ball game tonight at Welsh Ryan Arena, your favorite arena, mm-hmm. the Northwestern Wildcats and the North Florida somethings. What are they, uh, North Florida? North Florida somethings. They are 1-5. I know that North Florida mm-hmm. is. And uh, the Wildcats, though, Coach, looking right. awful strong. So uh, are you coming out tonight? 
I am not. You're jumping all over the board. I am. Wait, wait, wait. Let's, I, I let's, let's, let's try to focus. The ADD is kicking in. Let's try to focus. Right, let's focusing. stick on the baseball beat. You talked about the Juan Pierre trade. The meetings in Indianapolis finished okay. up last week. We again want to thank our reporter down there, Neil No Stones Malones, who gave us a couple of uh, scintillating. Scintillating reports from the bar at the uh, hotel, wherever the baseball owners were. Can, but, we, can we get No Stones back on today? Hopefully not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. No Stones did a tremendous job. Cocktails! Um, yes, and there were coach. a couple of big trades, so any of our listeners out there, you want to talk some baseball? 888-463-6748. And in particular, Bud Selig. And yes. some of the uh, upper echelon of the baseball world, I'm not sure the exact organization or committee, but they're gathering Mark Carmen, hopefully in a warm climate, to discuss possible rule changes. Apparently, mm-hmm. the designated hitter rule. That's might, never going to happen. Might be on the way out. I don't buy it. The Players Association will never allow that to happen. There will be a fight. They'll have a strike. It's just they're not gonna, pushing that through is going to be a big time challenge. I, I can't see it, Coach. To be honest, what? Do you, but uh, you know, it, it's. I would love. To, and in a utopian world, get rid of the DH. It's enough. Good Let's play baseball. Let's have nine guys out there. They all mm-hmm. pitch. They all play. They all hit. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm a, I like the National League style. I don't know where you sit on that one, but I don't think, once again, it will happen that the DH will go away. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, though. Only baseball would have something like that. One league, DH. The other league, no DH. Can you imagine? How about it? Let's go in football. NFC, you have the quarterback. In the AFC, you don't. Yeah. Or in hockey, in the Western Conference, you've got yeah. the goalie. In the Eastern Conference, no goalie. Yeah, in the NFC, you can rush the quarterback. In the AFC, you have to count three 1,000. In the NBA, you've got uh, four guys <laughs> in the Western Conference plays. In the Eastern Conference, you play with five. Yeah, I mean, three, three seconds allowed in the lane in the... Western Conference and the Eastern Conference, the three-second violation will continue to be. You're absolutely right. It should be it should be even between both leagues. Now you could argue back and forth on the DH, how many people actually want to see a pitcher hit. On the other hand, there's more decisions that go back and forth. So, uh, you know, any changes you'd like to see, uh, plus, minus, any little tweaky with the rules, that's uh, up for topic for discussion. Here are two guys at a mic, little baseball talk, in the middle of the winter, right in the holiday season. Nothing like it. 888-463-6748. Mark is a baseball aficionado. Mm-hmm. Any rules that you think? Uh... Yeah, I I got one good rule for you, Coach. Okay. Here's a rule: when you come to the plate, you once you step in the batter's Thank box. Thank you. I'm going to love this because this was on my list. Yeah, you are not allowed. You could step out with one foot, but one foot is always in, and then right back in the box, pal. Thank you. Uh, you and the same thing with, you know, pitching. I, I don't know how if you can put in like you can only throw the ball over to first base three times, but there's got to be something to speed the game up. Absolutely. The biggest thing though is don't let them step out. One foot you can step out. That's yep. it. So yep. I, I'd love to see oh, that happen. Oh, I completely agree with all that time, but and they tried to do it for a while, but the umpires just either were disinterested in enforcing it or it wasn't practical. But absolutely, and, and the, the players have to take it upon themselves. The umpire can't stop the guy every single time. Just get in there. Take your couple of seconds, but you don't have to step out and readjust the, uh, you know, Nomar Garcia Paris killed us all. Right. Because with that batting glove readjustment thing he does. That's his deal. Oh, my, yeah, but not only his deal anymore. Now 30% of the players do that. And then they adjust themselves, you know, in the groinal area, and then you pull up the pants, you wipe down the bed, just get in there and hit. You should only be allowed to grab the testicles once. You should only be able to readjust your batting gloves once per at bat. Okay. We should put all this stuff in there. All right. Only, two only two readjustments per bat. That's right. So, 
But then again, coach, it's America's pastime. You come out there, you have a peanut, you dr- you eat a hot dog, you have a glass of beer, your mm-hmm. soda. I mean, who really cares what they're doing? Is anyone paying attention anyway? I know most people <laughs> at Wrigley Field aren't. Well, he, uh, I, and I really don't mean that, actually. They're, in any ballpark across the country, mm-hmm. the thing about baseball is that it's an event. People like to go out, sit in the sun, enjoy the summer day. How many people, what percent in the ballpark are sitting there on every pitch? Like, I think he's going to throw a curveball. I think it's going to be down and away. I mean, there's got to be one psycho out there. George Castle's probably doing that, and that's it. I mean, nobody is paying attention. They're there, and oh, it's cute and all, but, you know, unless you're in the race and it's September, are people really on pins and needles watching what's going on? Very, very few. I know you love the game. You're a sports guy, but... There's just not a lot of you out there. And even you at a Cubs game or a Sox game, I, I re- or more like what you would go to a Kane County Cougars game mm-hmm. or a Schomburg Flyers game, do you really pay attention to each pitch? For or- the most part, you are absolutely correct. It's a social event. There are times, though. There uh-huh. are times, I will admit, when I would like to go to a game. By yourself. Yeah, and just get me away from other people. I'd actually like to really get into the game. Mm-hmm. Because it is. baseball has, has a whole different aura. It's slow, but it's like it's like a it's like a fine meal, you know, that needs to be eaten and devoured very slowly and very gently and very tastefully. So there are times when I'd like to sit up by myself, get all these yahoos away from me, and let me really concentrate on the nuances of the game. Those times are few and far in between. Most of the time, it's a social occasion. Do you have the brain capacity to actually sit there and focus like that when even by yourself that's what you want to do, or does the brain wander? Uh, pitch by pitch, I don't know if I can, you know, Start predicting and analyzing every pitch, but uh, when it comes to politics, business, schoolwork, my brain has trouble focusing. When it comes to sports, You're, I can focus pretty good. You and Aless Grabstein are right there, dialed in on I, a sports. I can't quite match less into that focal standpoint, nor would I want to, quite frankly. He's doing a great job, by the way, on his show. I've been enjoying listening to Les. Wonderful, Les. wonderful job. Never heard him. You never listen to Les? You got to put Les on. <laughs> Les is a beauty. When I try to go and do what you're talking about, I can ha- I can hold it for about four pitches. And I like uh-huh. I think if you're going to do what you're talking about, you got to watch the pitches because that's the whole fun. Is he going to throw fastball? Where's he going? Is he going in and out? You know, it, I find I find that whole strategy part of the game to really focus on it. It is fascinating, but it takes it's a big effort. It's a big commitment, mm-hmm. coach. And I'd like to f- see you do that. In fact, me and you to a game in April, freezing cold. Let's go out there. Mm-hmm. Let's sit. So we have to get a seat behind the plate. You can't sit down the line. You got to be right there so you can see the pitches. And I want to sit next to you and not say a word to you for three hours mm-hmm. and watch the ball game. And then we can compare notes. What do you think? I love the whole scenario except for the freezing April. Could we change that to a beautiful July afternoon? I don't think that that's our look. I think me and you got to go out there with uh with a you know a blanket, possibly sharing it, maybe a hot cocoa and a canister, and uh, you know really delve in there. I don't see us as a midsummer July day. I want to be with a girl right. on that day in a halter top, okay. not with uh, you in a uh, coach's shirt. I, I want to go halter July, you coaches. All right, fair April. enough. Fair enough. Uh, rule changes, baseball people discussing as we speak. Trades going on. Roy, happy holidays. Possibly switching teams. Cliff Lee, maybe going to become a Seattle Mariner. You want to talk some baseball, 888-463-6748. Mark Carmen, you nailed one of my minor changes I'd like to see. That speed up the game and have the batter step out of the box. But drive me to work today. The epiphany hit me. Mm-hmm. And, again, this is not a brand-new suggestion. It's been thrown out there before, kind of offhanded. I haven't heard it lately, but to me. And I don't know if David Olson has any dramatic music he can play along with us, but the time has come. It hit me 
That's close enough. It hit me at about 9-12 on a beautiful Wednesday morning. The game of baseball is ready for this. It's ready to jump into the modern ages. Are you ready, my friend? Go right ahead. You were listening to the John Williams show on WGN, and he said it, and now you're regurgitating it? I hope not. Okay. Because if, if somebody else said it, trust me, I haven't heard it. It is time for, uh, in this age of specialization, managers to deliver two lineup cards to the opposing team. One, you're hitting lineup in secondarily. And I know this would be a drastic change. You then give them your defensive lineup. Yes, folks, I think the time has come. And it would make the game more enjoyable. I'm not just throwing out there to be silly. I honestly believe that uh, it would be a better game. Here's your, you got a 25 man lineup. Here's my nine hitters. Okay. And here's my, you've got an offense and a defense. The time has come music, please. I kind of sort of remotely like it. I don't really think that you got a chance of pushing this one through. Have you talked with the Donald Fear and a Bud Selig? I have attempted to, but have been reneged uh, first and foremost. Well, what I recommend, coach, is that you dial those guys up. Right. Say you're John Cohn, mm-hmm. the host of TwoGuysInAMike.com, TwoGuysInAMike on the, <laughs> the TalkZone.com. Uh-huh. I'm going to get that straight someday. Being heard on seven different continents and parts of Milwaukee as well. Right. I'm sure they've heard of the World Wide Web. They, Absolutely. I'm sure they use it every single day. No question. And, and one of these days they're going to come across this show and maybe they're listening right now, Coach, and they're thinking, you know what? Nine on offense, nine on defense. Mm-hmm. It would change a lot of things there, Coach. You know, you'd have a you'd have a major. Well, how about what about just like a one rotating guy that you could play only yeah. a, like a defensive specialist? You know, it's a teaser. If you're gonna do it, let's go for it. Let's if go. You're gonna the, make the big one of the negatives with that now. It's gonna change the rule or the uh, the record book. Mm-hmm. It's gonna mess with the great traditions and the great statistics of baseball. Not totally, but significantly. That's a negative, but strictly from enjoying the game and watching the game, I think it'll be great. Put your nine best defensive players out there. Put your nine best hitters out there. I haven't yet quite figured out how you substitute, but I'm sure that would be an easy link. Well, Coach, I don't think you really have to worry about this because I don't think it will go through at any time soon, perhaps in the next, mm-hmm. your next seven lifetimes, but I, this could be something to think about further, well, I suppose. See, that's because you're a short-sighted thinker. <laughs> you tend not to think outside the box. Many people, you know, many people. I don't know. I, that, that is true. I will confess to being a short-sighted yeah. guy at times. But in this scenario, yeah. I really think I'm being far-sighted. In fact, I'm seeing the future 2,528. And I still think that nine guys are going to round there. You ever think about this, Coach, by the way, in a, in a, on a separate thought? The NBA has been around for how many years now? The Chicago Bulls have been around for, like, what, 35 years, 40 years? Uh-huh. Do you know how small that is in the spectrum of time? It's not even a, a grain of sand. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine what the, N- what the NBA is going to be uh, when you're still living in 2,792? I mean, it's... I just think it's kind of fascinating uh, to think about. It's a, almost a great topic for another day because we got so many on the board right now. But so many. Future so little look, time. The future, take your favorite sports league and give us a future look 50 years, 100 years down the road. Right. Michael Jordan's the greatest. No, no, no. Kobe Bryant's the greatest. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. LeBron James is the greatest. And by the way, Jordan will always be the greatest. But 100 years out, mm-hmm. how good are these guys going to be? I mean, it, it it's never going to stop. They're all going to train harder. Technology is going to continue to get better. These guys are, it's never going to end. You're going to have you, some guy who's going to leap from, from one baseline to the other, dunk it and come back and swat someone's it, shot all in the same moment. It is scary how athletic the, and how good the players can become. I think one of the developments down the road, I don't know if it'll be in your lifetime, Mark, you take care of yourself pretty well. You're in good shape with the aging process extending. Who knows? Maybe you would be here a hundred years here, uh, 
you'd be here a hundred years from now, but I do think with way reality and um, virtual virtual reality mm-hmm. is becoming, I do think less than a hundred in fifty years, maybe in twenty years, you will be able to play guard alongside Kobe Bryant. You'll be able to throw it inside to a Paul Gasol, maybe slide away for the kickout jumper. I think with virtual reality increasing and technology increasing, that's one of the scary things. Somehow we are going to be able to play with some of our favorite players. Are you saying that if I hang in there, I could have an NBA career? No. You're not saying that? Not quite. Okay. Well, (laughs) I got excited for a moment there, Coach. I thought the future was bright, and I was just going to try to hang in there, but now I'm going to... Give in to the pain in my neck that I think is going to take me down in the next three or two days. It's I got a hotness on the right side. Don't know what it is. Freaking me out. One of the weirdest shows we've done, and uh, Not- believe me, there's been quite a few contenders in that category here on the TalkZone.com as we jump all over the board. Great Jewish sports athletes. That was huge. In honor of uh, Hanukkah. Yes. We are on day six of eight days in Hanukkah. Day six. I have thrown out my uh, drastic rule change in baseball. You have shut it down rather vociferously, but is that a word? No. But I will continue to put it out there. I think it would be a much more enjoyable game, defense, and offense to line up cards when we come back. Yes. We are going to talk about the seven nominated people for Time's Person of the Year, even though it's been officially announced. Time the Magazine? We had it on our docket. Yeah, you've, you know, it's one of the great awards of all time. Time Magazines. Right. It used to be the Man of the Year. Now we're politically correct, of course. It's the Person of the Year. Very good move by Time like that. No question. I love time. So we're going to give the seven nominations, and we're going to see maybe if our listeners have some other ideas out there. Any chance that um, perhaps uh, Mike Ditka would be in the man of the year, person of the year? Ditka, looking, looking. Mike Ditka did not make the list of seven. I'm sure he was on the short list to be nominated. Jerry Krause uh, cracked the top (laughs) ten. And Jerry Angelo, the Bears, not on there either. Lovey Smith, best coach of the year. Is he on there? I believe he is. Lovey Smith, best coach of the uh, year. Somewhere in there. That's your guy, Lovey. You love him. You're in love with Lovey. We're going to go right. see Lovey at uh, Hallis Hall later. You feel free to come on out today, Coach. God bless you. God bless you. All right, we're going to take a quick break. WGN's very own Mark Carmen in the house. By the way, our Internet people that send out the tweets, Mark. Yes. One of our fine female interns sent out one of the tweets today and called you the Kim Kardashian of male sports talk people. We advertise Mark Carmen on the show. People getting excited about Mark Carmen. And similar to the Kardashian sisters and Nicole Richie and Paris Hilton, you are famous, but quite frankly, I'm not sure what you're famous for. All I know is that I need a date. A woman, anybody who can just emerge at thetalkzone.com over here uh, <laughs> on Waukegan Avenue. I won't give the address, but feel free to stop on by. I will. We can go out for a coffee, have a donut. I'm available. He's single, he's eligible, and if I could say so myself, reasonably good looking. Thank Actually, a little more than reasonable. Thank you very much, Coach. Let's uh, cuddle soon. I don't know how your marriage is going, but if you're thinking about making a move, I mean, anything's I'm, possible at this point. At this point, I'm open for suggestions. <laughs> we'll take a quick break. 888-463-6748. A very odd show that I will continue. The oddness when we come back.
Time to get back to Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn. Yeah, we do welcome you back. Final segment here on Two Guys and a Mic, TalkZone.com. We do it every Monday through Friday, 10 in the morning to 11. That is Central Time. Don't forget Mark Carmen tomorrow. We also do a show right after that, 11 o'clock. It's called the Youth Sports Fan Forum, focusing on youth sports. I know you and, uh, and yours are a regular listener to the Youth Sports Fan Forum. Who hosts that show? I do. But, tomorrow, Seth Gruen will be joining me. And you talk youth sports for an hour? Yeah. That's outstanding. It needs more publicity, Coach. Guys are out there battling. A little youth sports, nothing wrong with that. In fact, I think the highlight of my life was youth sports. It's the only time I ever got to play sports. At least with, uh, you know, where you actually made the team. As the story says, you played sports at the highest level except for high school, college, or pro. Junior high, throw that in there. <laughs> got cut got cut from the 7th and 8th grade basketball Which, team. Uh, by the way, people that have seen you play, I have, I have not personally seen you play, but I've been told in men's recreational basketball leagues that whoever cut you at the junior high level made a big mistake because uh, you got a little bit of gain. Steve Bartoli, I'd like to find him right now and... Th- throw them against a tree but uh coach i appreciate that uh you know my rec league game is it's a little down right now because i'm having an achilles issue oh you should you should uh you know it it's kind of interesting what's going on I'm, I'm in physical therapy with the lovely melissa right okay she's rubbing the uh the achilles down she's icing it down she's stimming it down she's doing a million other things if you ever have an Achilles problem, by the way, just realize it will never go away. It is a very, very tough injury to get rid of. Can I go see Melissa even if I don't have an Achilles problem? Well, she is engaged, unfortunately, so I don't know if that's the. But there is I a, can live with that. There's a Carly in there too. Okay. She's got a boyfriend, but very cute as well. Right. So uh, really, a very. It's basically the highlight of my week when I go in there twice a week to physical therapy. Nothing like an Achilles rub down. Right, but so it won't heal, right? So my brother tells me you should go see this guy. Um, Dr. Pazminski, who's a prolotherapist. Have you ever heard of prolotherapy? Have not. Neither had I. So I go to see this guy, Dr. Pazminski. I really don't know if Pazminski is a man or a woman or how old he is or whatnot, or really what he does, even though I read up on prolotherapy. So I go in there, I see Pazminski, right? Pazminski is about 75 years old, coach, right? And he is... um, He's rubbing me all over, Coach. Oh. He's he's fixing my neck. He's doing the shoulders. He's Not he's quite t- the same effect as Melissa. Right. He's he's touching the uh, the buttocks. I mean, he's really going for it. And uh, it was a little it was a little touch and go there for a second or two. <laughs> it was a little uncertain that I was going to make it. <laughs> but uh, at the end of the day, Pavlinsky, longtime highly respected massage therapist, extremely talented man. He fixed my brother's neck. I didn't realize that uh, he did it the way he did it. But uh-huh. um, anyway, Coach, I'm just saying, and I don't know what my point is, but <laughs> Melissa to Pazminski, that was basically like going from the NBA to uh, playing fourth, four-year-old basketball. It very, was- very dangerous transition. Any kids listening at home, we do not recommend you try that much of a drastic change it was a very very rough moment the achilles by the way still not healed and i'm going away on a vacation tomorrow coach heading out Mm -hmm. to scottsdale very nice and i'm going to play some tennis and i'm going to completely annihilate this thing and i'm going to come back limping but Mm -hmm. i'm doing it anyway because you got to have some fun in life right ladies and gentlemen you could send cars to mark carmen best way to do it is via the email at mike two guys m-i-c number two mike two guys at aol.com if you'd like to find out melissa's contact if you would like your Achilles rubbed down, among other body parts. Melissa, the long lady to call. Contact Mark. Mike, two guys, M-I-C, number two, at AOL.com. Fair enough? 
That's absolutely correct, Coach. Well, we got you covered. All right. Well, we mentioned Kobe Bryant's phenomenal game yesterday, 42 points with a broken index finger. That's ridiculous. They beat the Chicago Bulls. You want to talk some NBA basketball? We are right here uh, right here for you. Before I give you the list of potential times, persons of the year, Mark, I don't know about your excitement level. I'm ready. But the bowl season does start in about three days. Mm-hmm. The New Mexico Bowl and the St. Petersburg Bowl will be played this Saturday. Coach, As the cornucopia of college bowl games begins. Coach, I don't know how you feel about gambling. He who gambles lives in shambles. But if you'd like to get in a pool, it's a confidence pool on the bowl games, mm-hmm. I can make that happen for you. Got any interest? Huh? No need. I enjoy watching the games. I don't need the, the frills. and the, the To me, those, what do you call them? The, what? Office pools? No, you had another name confidence for Confidence pools? Yeah, the confidence pools and all that 30 stuff. 30 points for the game you're most That's confident. Fine. See, I enjoy. I can sit down if I have the time. I rarely do. But if I, I can sit down and watch six and six Wyoming, take on eight and four Fresno State, read about the teams a little bit, and I can sit down for two and a half hours of enjoyment. I don't need no freaking confidence pool to keep me interested in the college bowl games. Well, it's not about necessarily keeping you interested, Coach. It's about possibly putting a couple dollars in the pocket, and it's also about proving to the yeah. world out there that you know the game better than anybody else. Well, the problem is I know the game fairly well, but every time I get in the pool, yes, I am putting money in pockets, but it's not mine. That is an issue. The last three or four years in the March Madness College pool at our other radio station, uh-huh. I wouldn't even fill out the bracket. I just gave the guy ten bucks here. That was it. You're done. Yeah. That's to see, Coach. I, I, I'm a little concerned about that. I think you might need to get into some therapy there and have some confidence in yourself. You if can Melissa's do it. If Melissa's available, I might uh, try that. That'd be a good look for her. She's not the type of therapist that actually I was referring to. I think we need a psychotherapist, eh, but I'll work right. on that. Either way, Melissa probably could get that done for you, Coach. Absolutely. She would be nice to look at. I'm going to send her the link, by the way, and we're going to give a whole lot of Melissa Habus. Mike, two guys at AOL.com if you want that link, folks. But no, I'm, I'm into the bowl season. I can still watch some of those games. I know it's a little bit of overkill with like 32 different bowl games, Poinsettia Bowl, the Hawaii Bowl, the Little Caesars Pizza Bowl, Meineke Bowl, Emerald Bowl, Music City Bowl, Independence Bowl, the Eagle Bank Bowl, Champ Sports Bowl, Humanitarian Bowl, Holiday Bowl, et cetera, et cetera. It's a little bit of overkill, but the point is Saturday, it all begins. Well, do you want the Big Ten to expand to 12 teams? Because that's what looks like is going to happen. So they could have a, you know, there's the SEC title game, mm-hmm. the Big 12 title game. The Big Ten wants in on that. More money, more title games. That's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Syracuse a potential, Missouri a potential. Rutgers, Rutgers? Why is Rutgers being considered? See, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. To me, uh, the, who was in you yesterday? Know, going to Syracuse or Rutgers? Jordan Burnfield, the uh, highly acclaimed one. He is highly acclaimed. Highly acclaimed we primarily him. by himself. Uh, Jordan Burnfield said, you know, Rutgers or Syracuse would be a great addition. Why did he argue for Rutgers? I Do you remember his point? Remember, Do you remember his I, thesis? I, I, to me, the Big Ten is about the, the pride of the Midwest. Yes. Okay, so, you know, if you want to bring in a 12th team, I could live with that. I don't have to have a championship player. But give me a Midwest team. Such if you as? start if you start bringing in Syracuse and Rutgers, then it's just it's a conference name, but it doesn't really have any affiliation. The Pac-10 is the West Coast. Well, you already the got... Southeast Conference is the South. The Big Ten should be the Midwest. I understand we got Penn State. I don't want another out east team. I want the Big Ten to be a Midwest Conference, but that's just me. So what it's sounding like is you want Missouri. Missouri would be a great call. Missouri would be a great. I, call. I hate to take Missouri out of the Big Twelve. But, yeah, Missouri would be a perfect fit for the Big Ten. Now, why would Missouri 
and I'm guessing you don't know the answer to this, but why would Missouri leave the Big 12 to come to the Big 10, which would actually be the Big 12? Even though it's not the Big 12, it right. would still be the Big 10 with 12 teams. And the Big 12 would then be down to 10 teams, so they really would be the Big 10. They're the Big 12 with 10 teams. The Big 10 would be the Big 10 with 12 teams. How does that make any sense? I, I love college sports. I think we should go back to the soap in the shower discussion early in the show. Now, do you agree, Coach? And I, I never begrudge athletes what they make as we continue to spawn in different directions here in time. <laughs> the, the time list is going to come out here. We've got uh, 16 minutes left to give the time thing. <laughs> do you believe that... <laughs> College coaches should make the amount of money that they do. No. You don't? No. What do you think a guy like a Rick Pitino, uh, the top of the game, or a John yeah. Calipari, top of the college coaching uh, carousel, if you will? By, by the way, let me preface it by saying I don't want to single out college coaches. I think all major college athletics and professional sports, everybody is paid way too much. But in answer to your question, a real successful college coach, a couple hundred thousand. A couple hundred thousand. And maybe maybe max it out at 500. 500,000. Max. And the shoe contracts? Yes. You want shoe contracts? That's fine. All the money from the shoe contract will be given to your favorite charitable organization. Favorite charitable organization. Yeah, Rick Pitino, you can pick. John Calipari, you can choose. But it ain't going to you. It ain't going to your program. It's going to a charitable group. They got enough money as it is. Now, you know that these programs also pay for the non-money-making programs within the university, right? I guess that doesn't really have anything to do with my point, though. Well, it does, but continue on. Not necessarily, because if they're not getting paid, they're going to have more money for those other programs. Yes, good point. I mean, so I I don't think Mm -hmm. my point is valid at all, actually. So, I mean, this is a free market capital society, so it's hard to argue uh, against that, right, Coach? You do like capitalism? Or do you want to leave? I, I have some reservations with any, you call it what you want. Yes. Any system that allows certain coaches to make a couple of million a year and another million on a shoe contract and another couple hundred thousand on a TV contract and somebody else who maybe is making $8.75 an hour uh, working just as hard. Yeah, I have questions with that system. 888-GO-FOR-IT. Coach preaching socialism here on the TalkZone.com. I didn't say that. You're awful close. Huh? You're, 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 there, there clearly are parts of socialism that are beneficial. My main point is any system that allows some people to make that much money and others who work equally as hard uh-huh. to make you know, minimum wage or barely get by at 20000 there's something wrong with that, inherently wrong. I'm an equalist. I would like to see, I don't want to see the top brought all the way down, but they need to come off their high horse and brought down, and I would like to see the vast bottom brought up. I am an equalist. Is that an actual definition of a word, equalist? No, no. but it's the closest I could come up well, with on the a- spot. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think, because I'm trying to make this into my terms to benefit myself as we Believe me, we're going to get to the timeless before 10.58 when we get out of here. <laughs> My question to you is this. Should the ugly guy get to spend quality time with the hot girl in your equalist society? Should yes. she have to lower himself? Should she have to balance it out and say, you know what, I'm not going to be with Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, or mm-hmm. George Clooney every night. In fact, I'm going to go with a Mark Carmen or John Cohn every now and then because this is an equalist society. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to live that dream up top. we got to even it out, and maybe she even would take on perhaps like a candidate for the biggest loser. That's what, the question? Yeah, that's the, the question. The answer is yes. You do think and, so? Absolutely. She should. Absolutely. And he should, too. Absolutely. So you Works you, both ways. So instead of your... The be- female out there, the possibly less than attractive female, 
once, twice, three times in a life, absolutely should have a dalliance with the guy of her dream. That now, now you're cooking, Coach. Because life this, is short. Life is is very short. Life is very short. Interesting uh, concepts being brought up here on Two Guys in a Mic mm-hmm. and the TalkZone.com. I might be, and if I continue on like this, there's a chance. Yes. That when I read the names next year, God forbid our show is still going on, <laughs> I might be on the short list here for Times Person. I get a lot of great ideas that people would ever listen to. This well, you know. uh you certainly are entitled to your opinion. I'll go with that one. Let's go into that times <laughs> list because we've uh, uh, here are the seven people nominated 2009 Times <laughs> Person of the Year, Mark Carmen. The seven candidates. Any of our listeners, if you think they missed out on somebody that yes. should be a candidate for Person of the Year, eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. Ben Bernanke, John Salmons, Ben Bernanke, our federal chairman. Yes. Uh, what did he do? He huh? saved us from uh, complete despair. Well, yeah, that's one of the big stories of 2009, the finances. Now, it doesn't say the person of the year is the greatest. Mm-hmm. I think, and David Olson, producer extraordinaire, I think it's the person who is most significant, right? So it's not always a good person. There's been bad people. I, I want to say, was Hitler a person of the year one time? Let's uh, not I don't go know, there. But it's, but it's not. Yeah, so the point is it's the most significant person. Number two, you ready for this? Yeah. In sports. You're saying he was number 10, though. Right. We're no, this is the nomination. The seven people oh, that have been nominated for this year. Usain okay. Bolt, the Jamaican sprinter who set the world record in the 100 meters. I don't know if he belongs as the person of the year most significant mark, but I will tell you, his speed, I didn't know a human being could go that fast. He is very fast. He really knows how to run. Tremendous job by Bolt. Barack Obama. The president That's of the United States. kind of a given. I don't know. Was Barack the winner last year? Cannot recall. I do think not he subscribe to time. think he might have been Nancy Pelosi. Outstanding. Nancy Pelosi, Hated. candidate for Times Person of the Year. Stephen Jobs, mm-hmm. the CEO at Apple, made the great comeback, and he's had major health problems, right? He has struggled, but uh, mm-hmm. he's done a great job with a computer. Stanley McChrystal, I believe that's his last name, our fine United States general in charge of the Afghanistan situation. His name has come up prominently the last couple of months. And number seven is the Chinese worker. The Chinese worker. The Chinese worker. Not an individual person. Time will do this at times and make a group. I think one year the computer uh-huh. was Time's person of the year. Did they leave on anybody? Is there another good candidate out there? 888-463-6748. David Olson is going to announce who the eventual winner was in about four minutes. But Mark Carmen, uh, Usain Bolt up against a Barack Obama versus a Stephen Jobs, mainly a Stanley McChrystal. I'm going to assume, in your opinion, Ben Bernanke is out of the running. Well, I, I like to throw in another candidate, and that okay. would be Brady Stiff, who, who's done a great job on. No, I, you know what, Coach? How how, did, how, does, how does one choose from those seven? I mean, they're all very important people. I mean, Barack is the president of the United States. Stephen Jobs is dominating in his in his spectrum of the world technology wise. You've got a Ben Bernanke who's responsible for all of us not going broke. I mean, how does one pick? I'd love to hear the criteria. What are the uh, when they sat down in the time room with uh, seven pounds of coffee and thought this through? <laughs> what what were they, what were they? Uh, how did they argue it through? I'd like to get somebody on from time on the talk zone. I think we can do that in the next uh, say two months. We can knock that down, right? We might be able to pull that off, no question about it. Carmen, the coach, with you right up until eleven o'clock. Few minutes left. You want to dial it up eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. We get off the uh, sports vent here for just a brief. 
uh, break. David's going to tell us who the eventual winner is. Many of our listeners may know. But you and me, Mark, do not because I can't quite figure out how to work the computer. See? You have the worst computer skills of anyone but, I've seen, but the future is bright. But I, but I do like the suspense. Of Great not suspense. See, if, if I had good computer skills... We would have found out already, and this scintillating topic might never have been brought up. The other point, Coach, is that we might as well not even release it today. Let's let's go tomorrow. Let's go Friday. Let's let's tease the listener. <laughs> that way, they'll dial it back in here tomorrow. Uh-huh. I'm gonna uh, be willing to bet the Usain Bolt did not win the whole. My prediction on the. I'm gonna say the Chinese worker, or see if, if Barack Obama won it last year, he uh-huh. did win it. We are getting confirmation from our outstanding producer David Olson. Uh, a legitimate candidate, by the way, in his own right for his work here in the media There's industry. There's no question. Barack won it last year, so I'm going to say he's not going to go back to back. Stanley McChrystal, a little bit late into it. Stephen Jobs outside. I'm going to go uh, the Chinese worker or uh, my guy Ben Bernanke. I'm actually taking Bernanke. I think are finances are at the top of the everyone's <laughs> world right now. The fact that we didn't go broke once the Dow hit 6,500 and a lot of people thought yep. it was going to 3,000 mm-hmm. and we'd all be uh, out in the streets uh, selling apples. I think Bernanke's going to take it. Can we get a drum roll? Ladies and gentlemen, David Olson, the winner is... Ben Bernanke. Oh! How about that? Wow! Ben Bernanke. That was clearly the greatest moment, by the way, in two guys in a mic history right there. Tremendous drum roll, too. By the way, I did not know the uh, answer there. I'd want that on the record that that uh, that was a guess. They went with Bernanke. Which I remember when I was working in Austin, <laughs> Texas. That, By the way, the Chinese worker very upset with that selection. Yeah, they are just going to work harder. They're going to keep their head to the grindstone, if you will, coach, and think about the future, and maybe next year time will choose the Chinese worker, <laughs> who is clearly outworking the American worker. Oh, of course, I don't want to upset the American worker. We do wake up every day and try to achieve as much as we can in this country. Let me ask you from a financial standpoint, how much is the uh, artwork of the creation and the apparent great significance of a Ben Bernanke and his financial resuscitation, how much has it directly helped Mark Carmen and or direct relatives? It has not hurt, I'll tell you that much. Uh, I was having a minor heart attack whenever I get the financial profile in the mail. I went from $5 to $4 to $3 to $2 to $0.10, cents, and now I'm back up to $0.90. Cents. So I want to thank Bernanke for rising me from $0.10 to $0.90. Cents. He's uh, he's in my thoughts. He's in my prayers. He's in my will. I love he's Bernanke. He's in my thoughts. Oh, he's in my prayers. That's a beautiful one. Um, I saw him on 60 Minutes. Yes. Did a great job. Bernanke is... He's not Mr. Charisma, but then, quite frankly, you don't want Mr. Charisma from your financial guy. 888, go for it. What what, what sport would Ben Bernanke play if he was shuttled out of the financial world, mm-hmm. and uh, where would he dominate? I think Bernanke would be great at ping pong. Stock market has uh, definitely gotten back, had a nice bounce back. Unfortunately, Mark, and I know you're not a financial analyst, but sports guys talk business, a uh, very important part of uh, the show here at thetalkzone.com. I have passed the series 755 and 63. Don't sell me short. Don't brag. The stock market has gone up, but the job situation. Many, many people that I know of fine, qualified, dedicated, honest workers lost their job and no end in sight and when they're going to get it back. So how does the stock market go up, but still the job market so bad? Well, Coach, that's a very interesting question. 10% unemployment out there, 888-GO-FOR-IT. If I may put on my financial cap and try to answer that for you, I'll do the best I can. The reason why the market is going up to the level that it has, Coach, is because you had such a tremendous sell-off in the wake of uh, 
all the financial infidelities, if you will, that we had, the uh, mortgage crisis and all that, Coach. I'm sounding like a complete uh, financial expert. You, I know by the way, I... did have a brief career, to be uh, fair, in the real estate world. Extremely Unbelievably brief. brief. I'm actually back into that world right now. Really? We are delving around uh, doing the best we can uh, in the real estate world. And I was a trader with Kirshner Trading down well, in Austin, I Texas. I about that story. And also, and also Rosenthal Collins That's Group right. in Chicago. Thank you, Ed Harvey, for employing me. And once and I did mention, Coach, the passes of the 7, 55, and 63, which, by the way, that was not easy, Coach. These were major accomplishments. But as to why the market's going up while unemployment uh, continues to hover around 10%, I have no idea, Coach. It's a very and I don't think the financial people can give you a great answer, other than the fact that you know we were up close to 13 and a half on the Dow, and so now we're at 10. We still had a significant sell-off. Mm-hmm. It's just been, uh, you know, it was a very rocky yeah. rip to the bottom, and then a now a very rapid rise up. But I think people are still afraid out there, Coach. Are people throwing their money in the market? Tough to say. I don't really think they are. Henceforth, uh, mm-hmm. I think we're probably going to continue to slosh around in the tens. Yeah. Didn't really answer your question, but that's the best I, I can know, do. You did answer the question. That's outstanding. Sports guys talk finances. We do sports guys talk politics at time. You never know. What you're going to get on the TalkZone.com, two guys and a mic. The only thing that's uh, really sure, Mark, is that at 10.56, David Olson looks like a rodeo player, starts wrapping his finger around saying, guys, it's time to get out of here and time for another beauty pageant show. David Olson, the most mesmerized person on the planet between 10 and 10.58 on a Monday through Friday. He can't believe that these two guys are doing what they're doing for an hour, and they think it's entertaining. But we'll continue to try. We're going to do the best we can. And uh, once again, I have no idea what we did today, Coach, but we made it, and we'll try it again sometime soon. Yes, we will. 10 o'clock tomorrow, folks. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. TalkZone.com.